Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of God of all ages, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we thank you for making the time to tune in. Take a moment to get focused, clear your mind, close your eyes, open your heart, and receive what God has for you on this day. Hey everybody, welcome to City Place Church. My name is Damon and I am so excited to see you right here at City Place Church online today. For all of you, no matter where you're watching, welcome home. On behalf of my wife, Taisha, we are so excited to be able to spend this Sunday, this Labor Day weekend with you. Now, I want to make sure that you're leaning in level 10 today. Level 10 for us means that we remove the distractions, we engage in today's service, and we take notes. Make sure that you download today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com. You with me? And then also, I need you to do me a favor. Come on, right now, everybody take out your, your, your finger if you're watching on your device or maybe you're on your computer, and let's share today's message. I promise you that God wants to challenge us and God wants to take us higher in who He is. And so just begin to prepare your heart for what God wants to say and how He wants to encourage you this morning. The other thing that I want you to know is I want you to just know that we are going to worship God with our giving. We believe that God has positioned our church to be a generous church in our community. And when we partner together for the work of the kingdom of God and honor God with our tithe and our offering, we make a greater impact together. And so we'll have that opportunity during service. But what's going to take place right now is we're going to prepare our heart to worship. You'll find out a couple of things and a couple of ways to be involved in small groups right after we worship a little bit. But I'm going to pray and then let's get ready to jump in today's service today. Father, we love you today. We welcome you into this place. Do what only you can do, say what only you can say, but receive the worship that you put inside of us ordained for this moment. We will give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Welcome to City Place Church. Come on, City Place Church. Make sure that you sign up for those small groups. I'm hearing so many amazing things of people already getting plugged in, signing up, such an exciting uh, opportunity. You can be in person for our small groups, but also virtually. So go ahead and do that right now. If you have your Bibles, turn me to 1 Kings chapter 19. Last week we talked about part one of a breakthrough in my mind. Today we're continuing that same message and going to land this plane today. Last week we asked a question as we kicked off. We said, are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? I don't know if you had a chance to think about that, but are you excited about the direction that your thoughts are taking you. You know, all week long, I've been thinking about that statement. Am I excited about the direction my thoughts are taking me? And we spent some time and we talked about Elijah and how in one moment in time, there was this picture painted for him by Jezebel that said, no matter what happens, I want to take you out. And his response and his thought process led him into a dry place where he was alone. But then he had his breakthrough moment where the angel showed up and said, it's time for you to have a breakthrough in your mind. And so this morning, we're going to continue that thought. And uh, last week on your sheet of paper, I had you do a thought audit because we wanted to see where are our thoughts taking us. And this morning we're kicking off with that because we're going to I'm not going to re-preach everything from last week, but I want us to land in some practical things on how we can position ourselves for a mental breakthrough. How can we position ourselves for a mental breakthrough, that important, sudden discovery of who God is? 
So let's get ready to pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you want to do a breakthrough in us and in our mind, that sudden dramatic thing that causes an important discovery of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's, let's take just a couple of moments. I want to give you just about 60 seconds to go over that thought audit. Maybe you did it last Sunday. Maybe this is your first time. But that thought audit, audit is where are my thoughts really leading me and am I excited about it? So, for example, on a scale of one to 10, based on one being how worried you are, 10 being how peaceful you are, negative being a one, positive being a 10, worldly being a one, eternal being a 10. Now, I want you to just put in where you feel like your thought focus is currently. Like when we're thinking about worried, we're thinking like how I'm thinking about others and, and people, my kids. I'm worried about my future, my job, my health. Or am I securing God's promises? Like I, 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 I got to do what I can, but no matter what, I trust God. So that, that peaceful versus my worried or maybe the negative, critical people, finding fault in others. I'm discontent. I'm, I'm busy. It's just it's, 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 it's something negative. The, um, the glass is half empty or positive. I believe in the best about others. I'm, I'm, life is good, even though there's some things around me that's not. I'm, 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 I'm a glass half full person. Like I'm optimistic. I'm, I've got some faith going on in my life. And then my worldly view. Is my mind consumed with this life, the material things, being liked by people, or am I focused on eternity? Like reaching people and the gifts that God's given me and my purpose and my destiny. So just take about 60 seconds and go through a thought audit because we want to see where, where is our mind leaning towards most of the time because if we're not careful, we'll end up like Elijah where our thoughts will paralyze us, which then brings me back to 1 Kings chapter 19. And let's read. We're going to pick up, we're going to pick up at verse 4. In the context, Jezebel had just said to him, via a messenger, that if I don't kill you by this time tomorrow, let the dogs eat me. And his response is one by which the messenger comes, gives him this picture. And the Bible says when he saw it, he began to run. Now, he didn't see the message. He heard the message, but his mind immediately began to see the picture of all that he heard. And he began to follow after that picture. And so his mind led him to a place of isolation, as we'll find out. Here we go. Verse four. But he himself, this is Elijah, went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, it's enough. Now, Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under the broom tree, suddenly an angel, everybody say suddenly, breakthrough. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. Then he looked and there by his head was a cake of bread on coals and a jar of water. And so he ate and drank and lay down. And the angel of the Lord came back to him a second time, touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank. And he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And then he went into a cave. And spent the night in that cave and behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. 
For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then he said, Go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah, when we first meet him, he steps onto the scene and he is doing the work of God, calling fire down from heaven. It's not going to rain. It's going to rain. He is representing God so well. But in this one story in 1 Kings chapter 19, he runs into Jezebel who threatens his life. And the Bible says, based on the picture that is painted, he begins to tell himself, I am tired and I've had enough. He pushes people away. He flees on his own. He's alone and he tells himself, I have had enough. Take my life. I asked you earlier, are you excited about the direction that your thoughts are leading you? Because there are times in our life when the direction that we're being led by our thoughts doesn't lead us to God. It leads us away from God. It doesn't lead us to purpose. It leads us away from purpose. It doesn't lead us to freedom. It leads us away from the freedom that God has given us. It doesn't lead us to breakthrough. It leads us to stronghold. And Elijah is sitting here and he's telling himself, I want to throw in the towel. This is the same guy that is Superman in chapters before, but then he is Clark Kent a few moments later. See, you and I can't shake the blows that the enemy will throw at us on our own. In fact, I wrote this down and we said this last week that most of life's battles are won or lost in our mind. Our thoughts are, are, are and can remain in a constant battle, battle between faith and fear, trusting in God, but wanting control. Battles between confidence in who God called you to be, Elijah, and being crippled and paralyzed by the thing that we're facing in the moment, Elijah. The, conf the, the battle between truth and lies. The truth is literally what we adapt that God promised us, that God said about us. We say, God, yes, you said it about me or the lie which is spoken by the enemy that we sometimes adopt that's absolutely false about God, others, and yourself. See, Elijah listened to the lie of Jezebel and he allowed it to paint this picture and he took himself in the direction of his thoughts versus taking himself in the direction of his God. See, when you read about Elijah in the earlier chapters of of first Kings, you see that he is so focused on God. He is so speaking about God. He wants to do everything that God puts in front of him. But then his mind begins to take him away from what God has been doing to the moment of how he's really feeling. See, the reality is there is a spiritual battle for your mind. There is a spiritual battle for your mind. Why? Because spiritual warfare is real. It is that battle between that which you cannot see, but that God says you fight against. 
The Bible says that we do we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness that we can't see. So spiritual warfare is real and the enemy will attack your mind. Why? Because battles are won and lost in our mind. And so Elijah says, I want nothing to do with anything anymore. But the angel, the Bible says, shows up and he says, Elijah, get some rest, grab something to eat. Because what God has called you to, what you're carrying, the God dream, is more than what you think. He says, literally, you need to get up from where you are and God needs to break through in your thinking because you're not by yourself. You're not alone. He says, grab something and eat. And the Bible says that Elijah grabs hold of this meal and goes 40 days in the strength of the Lord. And he ends up in this place where he's by himself to where God can meet him. And the Bible says that the, the Lord is moving through the stones but he's not in the earthquake. He's moving through the wind, but he's not there. Moving through the fire, he's not there, but he's the still, small voice. And then he asked Elijah, Elijah, what are you doing here? This morning, I want to just pull out a couple of things that begin to jump off of the page as God is asking Elijah, what are you doing here? And then he's revealing himself to him in verse 9. So in verse 9, he asked him, what are you doing here? In verse 11, he begins to speak to him and says, you and I need to talk a little bit more. And so as we're talking about literally having God move in our life and being positioned for a mental breakthrough, we have to realize that spiritual warfare is real. You got you. You got that? Spiritual warfare is real. Why? Because all things begin and end in the spirit. Come on, can you say that? All things begin and end in the spirit. The Bible says this in first in second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse three. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. They are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, so we're not wrestling against that thing that we see. We're wrestling against that thing in the spiritual part. It's not against you. It's not against you. It's against the spiritual part. And so things are going to be one in the spirit. They begin there and they're going to end there. You have a real enemy. We said this last week. You have a real enemy. and He wants to take you out. The enemy wants to do two things. You ready? Let's write this down. Let's, this is quick review. He wants to shape your thinking one thought at a time. He wants to shape your thinking one thought at a time. John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus says, listen, he is the father of lies. So he wants to shape your thinking one thought at a time, which is going to be contrary to what God has already designed for you. The second thing that he wants to do, he wants to spiritually and mentally influence you. Ephesians chapter four, we said this last week, verse 26 says, in your anger, don't sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Don't give the enemy any influence in your life, because if he begins to influence your life, he's going to try to influence your thinking and then he's going to try to influence your spirit. Don't give him a moment. See, the enemy influences, tries to influence your spiritual life, your mental life. 
because he knows that you're formed by God and made in this image and you have the power and the authority to advance God's kingdom agenda. He knows that God has a strategy and a plan through Jesus Christ to make sure that you and I live the abundant life in Christ, which starts with the salvation that we receive through Christ and the freedom that's inherited, which produces breakthrough in Christ. The enemy knows that once you and I get serious about walking out our relationship with Jesus, walking out, Jesus, you use me for your purpose and your destiny. Once we get serious, we become a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And the enemy says, there needs to be conflict, lest they impact my kingdom. See, he knows that you are made in the image of God, in the likeness of God, and you have the same authority through Jesus Christ. And he wants you to think contrary to what God has designed and put in you and how God would flow out of you. The second thing, and the second reason why he wants to influence you spiritually and mentally is that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Let's go back to 1 Kings chapter 19. One day fire from heaven. The next day I'm going by myself. I don't want no part of nobody else. I'm going to sit right here. I'm done. See, our life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So I ask you again this morning, as we're asking God to give us a breakthrough in our mind. Are you excited about the direction of your thoughts when you look over that audit? Are you excited about where your emotions, where your thoughts are leaning, leading you? Because we need a mental breakthrough. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. This morning, we are going to continue on and pull how we can be positioned for a mental breakthrough. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Write this down. If it's on your paper or not, just write it down. I cannot have a positive life when I have a negative troubled mind. I cannot have a positive life when I have a troubled mind. I can't have a positive life when I have a troubled mind. God never designed for our minds to be in a constant state of battle. Why? Because in Isaiah 26, verse three, here's the father's promise. It says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is watch now stayed on you. If my life moves in the direction of my thoughts, then my mind has to be stayed on Jesus. Like I have to include him in every single thing. I have to keep him as the focal point and the desired outcome that he sees for my life. Why? Because he will keep me in perfect peace when my mind is stayed on him. And it finishes by saying, because they trust in you. See, if I'm not careful, my thoughts will lead me in a direction that I don't want to go. But if my mind is stayed on him, then as I move throughout purpose and destiny and I'm going after something that God has put in front of me, there should be a level of perfect peace. 
Jesus actually said it like this. He says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives it to you. So there is a different level of the Jesus kind of peace than the peace that the world will define as it as it is. See, he says you will have perfect peace. As your mind is stayed on me, notice how God gives you perfect peace. It's the same sort of rhythm that Jesus or, 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 or is promised in his word where he says, perfect love cast out all fear. It's, 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 it's this God kind that cannot be measured type of peace that occurs when our mind is stayed on him. So see, the enemy wants to attack your mind because you are formed in the image of God and you have the authority from God to advance and fulfill his kingdom agenda. But your thoughts are always moving or you are always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So therefore, there is going to be, we said this earlier, there is going to be a battle in your mind. There's going to be a battle in your mind. So in looking at this, reading 1 Kings chapter 19, I want to give you three positions that we will find in Elijah that positioned him for a mental breakthrough, that sudden moment. The first one happened when the angel said, you need to get up from here. Like the angel literally said, you will not sit here. You will not stay here because this is the enemy guiding your thoughts. So this morning on this Labor Day weekend, if you've been going through this constant up and down in your emotions. In fact, the Mayo Clinic actually says that, watch this. This is what the Mayo Clinic says. The Mayo Clinic says, be careful for mood disorders because they lead to to a warning sign that there's something happening. There's a mental attack. Uh, don't focus on the major thing they said that you might assume, but mental disorders include discouragement, Elijah, negative view of a situation, Elijah, stretched out, Elijah, burnt out, Elijah, anxiety, worry and fear and uncontrolled thoughts, Elijah. The Mayo Clinic says, some of the thoughts that you might be thinking are normal are warning signs that your mind is being attacked. See, we can't put aside the little stresses and we can't put aside the little concerns and the negative thoughts here and there. No, uh, -uh. God wants to break through even what we might consider small. Why? Because he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. In fact, God also promised in Jeremiah chapter 31, he says that I will put my law in their minds and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. He literally promises you that he will give you the thoughts that he's thinking. He will give you the standard. He will give you the desired outcome. He will place it in your heart. Literally, God says, if you will keep your mind on me, if you will focus on me, if you will make me a constant part of your life, I literally have equipped you and will unlock in you everything that I put in you. And I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So let's let's look at these three things. That will position you and I for mental breakthrough. The first one is. Cultivate the power of honest prayer. Cultivate the power of honest prayer. In verse nine, the angel literally says to him, Elijah, what are you doing here? 
And Elijah is in this place where he just begins to tell God, I have been working zealous for you. I have been working tireless for you. Elijah is now having an honest conversation with God. Elijah is having this honest conversation with God. God, I'm laying it all out before you. There is nothing hidden. This is how I feel. I feel alone. I feel stressed out about the job that you're having me to do. I feel stressed out about the people who are serving with me. I have the attacks of the enemy in front of my face and I am just tired. I don't even feel like I have self-worth today. I'm no good. I'm no better than my father's father. I feel tired. Sometimes you and I have to cultivate. Honest. Prayer. See, it helps us identify where a stronghold could be in our life and then it allow God to reshape our thinking. Romans chapter 12, verse one through three says, and I'll just paraphrase it. It says, uh, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. See, you have to cultivate the power of honest prayer. I wrote this down. Prayer doesn't just move the heart of God. It also changes our brains. It's a powerful way to renew our mind. Sometimes we've got to get honest with the Lord. He's dad. Dad, this is what's going on. I'm not just complaining. I'm laying it before you because without you, I can't handle it. So I'm going to be honest. If you're asking me in this breakthrough moment in my mind, I'm going to be honest. Some of us haven't been honest with the Lord in a long time. We've been trying to deal with it all on our own. And God is like, get up from where you are. I'm trying to bring about breakthrough in your life. Literally, God is refreshing Elijah. Go get some rest. I'm giving you some spiritual food. You eat that food. You'll be able to go a little bit longer. Literally, God wants to spend time with us every single day. He wants us to rest in his presence. He wants to give us the spiritual food from the word through worship, through prayer, so that we can grab hold of the journey and he can download and talk to us and refresh us. You and I have to cultivate the power of honest prayer. Here's a question for you to answer on your own time. What honest prayer would you answer to God's question when he asks you, what are you doing here? So how do we cultivate the power of honest prayer? The first thing that I want you to do, and this is just a take home. is to add to your honest prayer. Add to your honest prayer, the ability to pray God's word back to him. So I want you to write down these th three scriptures, Jeremiah 31, 33. Matthew 22, 37 and Isaiah 26, 3. And you read those verses and then you find God's promises in them. And then you just begin to as you are praying honest prayer, you also begin to pray God's word back to him. Number two. Position for mental breakthrough. Number two, number two, cultivate the power of honest speech. Cultivate the power of honest speech. Here's what I mean by that. We have to be able to name and establish. Watch now. The truth that demolishes the stronghold. Let me say it again. We have to be able to name and establish the truth that demolishes the stronghold. So we cultivate honest prayer. God, this is what I'm going through. God, this is what I'm, 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 I'm facing right now. But God, here's what your word says. So now I'm praying it back to you. But then watch now. 
as I'm finding scripture, I'm also beginning to gain my honest speech of what's the truth compared to what the enemy's throwing at me. So if the enemy is throwing me a lie, God has a truth that I'm supposed to declare. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse five says, we demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So my speech has to be, God, you never designed for me to be sitting here worrying about X, Y, Z, when your word has declared for me in Matthew chapter six, that I shouldn't have to worry about all these things, but I'll seek you first in your kingdom and you'll handle all of these things. So notice how I was honest with God about what I'm facing, pulled scripture in, but then my speech becomes a part of a declaration. And so the first one, honest prayer, did you write that down? Honest prayer, we're honest with God. God, this is how it is. And then there's a scripture that I have to find that I begin to make a part of my honest prayer. Number two is I have to cultivate the power of honest speech. So I have to name and establish the truth that demolishes the word. I mean, the stronghold. So then what we're going to do is watch now. We're going to begin to declare what God has promised over us. So this is where we want to begin to declare who God created you to be. So, for example, here's a question. What declarations do you need to repeat daily over your life? What declarations do you need to declare daily over your life? There is a positioning ourselves for mental breakthrough. God, this is what I'm facing. This is what your word says. And this is going to be my speech. Joshua chapter one, verse Eight says this book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, but I will meditate in it day and night that I may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then it will make my way prosperous and then I will have good success. But I have to meditate on what he said. I have to put it in, digest it, chew on it. Don't let it go. Chew on it some more. I have to think about it day and night. I'm constantly repeating it over and over and over again, because when I do that, then my way, oh, my thoughts are being directed. My thoughts will lead me in a place of prospering and then my thoughts will lead me into good success. But I need to have the word of God chewing over and over and over again in my mind and a part of my speech. So here's a declaration. I'll give you a declaration. This is one of the things that I declare in my own life and, and we'll post them up for you. Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify him. I love my wife and, and I'll lay down my, my life to serve her. My children will love God and serve him with their whole hearts. I will nurture, equip, train and empower them to do more for the kingdom of God than they can imagine. My words, thoughts, imagination are under the power of Christ. I take all thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. I wake up with purpose, direction and meaning every day of my life. Anxiety and worry and fear have no place in my life because I receive the perfect love and peace of God. See, we have to cultivate the power of honest prayer and we have to cultivate the power of honest speech. See, when Elijah is talking to God. God is literally dialoguing to him. He says, be honest with me. And then he says, um, tell me everything. But God pulls him into his presence to where God begins to say, listen, there's so much more for you, Elijah. You are not alone. I've got people around you 
that are working for my, on my behalf again. And he says, literally, Elijah, you're going to leave this moment stronger than you ever were, but I'm also going to give you some help. I'm also going to have someone around you who's going to speak life to you. But he had to begin to build Elijah back up in his presence because he was saying your mind was leading you this way, but I'm leading you into the power of constant prayer. Your speech needs to be what I tell you to say about you. I need to refocus you. And then I wrote this down because he's having this conversation in this mountain cave with God. And he's being so honest. In verse 17, he repeats it. I'm zealous and I'm and I'm giving everything. And then the Lord says, now, listen, I want you to go because I've got some people to help you. He said, I've got Jehu to help you. I got Haziel to help you. And then I've got Elisha to help you. And I wrote this down. We have to cultivate the power of honest sharing and talking it out. We have to cultivate the power of honest sharing and talking it out. The angel says, get up, go from here. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to have a dialogue. It says, eat. You got to be recharged. You're going to have an encounter with God. God's not in the noise. He's in the still, small voice. And he begins to be honest with God in prayer. He begins to get his speech corrected to where God is like, this is what I want you to say about you. But if you notice, he's sharing with the father. But then God says, I'm also going to give you some people around you so that you can talk this thing out. I'm giving you Haziel, I'm giving you Jehu, and I'm giving you an Elijah. See, God never designed for you and I to walk through mental stress, anxiety, and attacks of the enemy alone. See, you and I have to practice and cultivate, watch now, the power of honest sharing. I wrote this down. In our sphere of influence, you and I should have a pastor, a counselor, and a great small group of friends who will come around us and begin to speak life into us. So for some of us, we need to begin to share the beginning place of our journey. That's why we encourage you to get involved in the city group, because we believe that God didn't design us to do life there. And we also believe that freedom can take place in small groups. The Bible says, share your faults one to another that you may be healed. But there's so much more that happens in the presence of the Lord. But God wants us also to cultivate the power of honest sharing. I wrote this down. You'll never fulfill your purpose if you stay in isolation. Sharing your, your struggles and your thoughts is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. So we've got cultivating the power of honest prayer, cultivating that power of honest speech. What does God say about you? And cultivating the power of honest sharing. Elijah, what are you doing here? God, I'm going to tell you everything. You know what? I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to give you three people that you can talk it out with. See, some of us, it's time for us to step from our house and step into that counselor's office and say, I need to lay it all on the table because I know that God's designed for me to have a mental breakthrough. Some of you need to step foot and sign up for a small group and not be that introvert, but say, I really want to grow in my relationship with God and be a part of sisterhood or be a part of brotherhood or 
as a young adult. I want to grow so that I can have some life spoken into me and I don't have to find myself in a constant battle alone. Some of you, some of you need to open up your dialogue with the Lord. See, some of the best dialogue starts with our relationship with Jesus. Elijah had been working and moving and working and moving, and it was the Lord who said, Elijah, you need a mental breakthrough. And we'll start it here. I need you to be honest in your prayer. Come on, Elijah. What are you doing here? I need you to be I need you to be honest in your speech because your speech is one that says you've thrown in the towel. But that's not what I put in you. That's not what I put. In. Your thoughts are leading you in a direction that you were never designed to go. But I want you to know that I've already put my thoughts in you, Elijah. So let's get your speech going back again. Let's get your speech life-giving again. And then, Elijah, I want you to be surrounded by some people so you can share and talk it out. But that conversation that Elijah had all started with the Lord. And this morning, the Bible says that Jesus died on a cross for you so that you can know him as your personal savior, so that you could have access to Jesus so that you can talk it out. The Bible says that Jesus died on a cross so that you can have eternal life. It's his perfect peace that he wants to give you. It's his perfect love that he wants to give you. And right where you are, I want to give you an opportunity to meet Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says this. It says that when Jesus hung on a cross, he did it for you. Bible also says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, watch now your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again. He comes in as Lord of your life. And this morning, I would love it if you would talk it out with Jesus and you just say, Jesus, this morning, I ask you into my heart and I give you permission to be the Lord of my life. I'm asking you to have an honest prayer moment and be bold about your speech share with him. So on the count of three, we're going to pray. And I'm going to say a prayer. And after you pray that prayer, if you accept Jesus today, I want you to, I want you to fill out a virtual connect card. Or I want you to text City Place to 94000 because of the decision that you made. Are you ready? Here we go. Come on. All faith. Everybody, come on. All over the world. Everyone where you're watching from. Let's pray today. Come on. Say this. Say, Dear Jesus, today I ask you to be Lord of my life. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to change me completely. I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And today, I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, right where you are, will you make some noise for Jesus? Come on, will you make some noise for Jesus? Positioned for a mental breakthrough. The decision that you made today is the most important decision you ever make. You made that decision. Our team wants to come around you and cheer you on for the decision that you made. On behalf of my wife, Taisha, I want to say, well done. There is no greater decision that you can make other than saying yes to Jesus. 
And so do me a favor, let us know the decision that you made. Fill out that virtual connect card, cityplacechurch.com backslash card, or text cityplace to 94000. And I promise you, our team wants to come around you and encourage you in Jesus' name. For also, for those of you who want to get plugged into a city group, this is the time. We are excited that city groups are kicking off. Again, cityplacechurch.com backslash city groups. Jump into a group. Remember, this is an opportunity for us to cultivate the power of sharing. And so there's something that God's done in your life that you can use to be a blessing to someone else. As we get ready to transition our service, we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. We believe that God has called our church to live, to give. Our team is putting up ways for you to give today. I am so excited every time we get a chance to give because of the impact that we're making in the lives of people in our community, but also our church. I also want to say thank you for your partnership to the kingdom of God and trusting God. Listen, there is a promise. In fact, I'm going to read it to you. In Malachi chapter 3, um, verse 10, just paraphrase, it says, God is saying to the people at this time, he says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, right? And then he says this, he says, see if I won't open up a window of heaven and pour out a blessing you can't contain. But this is verse 11. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. I've, I've been reading that and I was thinking, man, God, how sovereign are you that as I honor you with my kingdom finances, you say the holes in my pocket or the things around me that could take things away that would block the kingdom's progress, you block. And so as we sow and as we give, there are promises around God's word to where God says, if you trust me with what I've given you and you give it back to me, I am going to cover to make sure that what you care for is covered and protected. And so I just love that scripture. I can go on and on about just how good God is as he asks things of us and as he encourages us to be generous for his kingdom. But let me pray. Thank you for your partnership every single week. We're so excited. Uh, I can't wait to share uh, soon just like some more vision around what God's put in our heart for our community as well as for the uh, building facility as well as some missional things that we have coming up for the fall. But let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for who you are. God, we honor you. Thank you that you are doing a mental breakthrough in our life. God, I thank you that you are going to allow us this week to cultivate a lifestyle of honest prayer, of honest speech, and of honest sharing and talking it out. And God, I just pray your word today, and we just declare your word as we go. I pray, Lord God, that you are going to keep us in perfect peace and everyone watching whose mind is stayed on you. So Father, thank you that the thoughts that we think this week are gonna be led by your spirit in the direction that will fulfill your purpose and your destiny. And I just declare over them that their words, thoughts, and imaginations are under the power of Christ and they take them captive and make them obedient to Christ because they receive the perfect love that God gave them. Bless them and keep them as your face shine upon them. Lift up your countenance to us this week and give them great peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Have a great week, City Place. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.